Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everyone. It's on the line. It's Tuesday, February 27th, and I'm Corey Mull here with Olivia Ekbenet and Ashley Titians here in the studio at Flow Sports. On today's show, we rewind the weekend back before moving on to a really big next two weeks. We have Blue Bonnet at Texas A&M. We got New Jersey's Meet of Champions, and we have the New York State Championships this week, followed by New Balance Nationals Indoor, Nike Nationals, indoor great slate of events coming up over the next two weeks we'll talk national championships and all of that we're also going to talk about an interesting topic the oscars are closing in on us and we wanted to ask the age-old question who's the fame who's the fastest athlete or fastest actor or actress out there today i don't know we have some thoughts on that plenty we'll, we'll save it we're gonna <laughs> dive into we'll that a bit we'll, we'll <laughs> save it all right but first let's start with our first segment here the one best thing we saw from the weekend. Uh, let's start with you, Ashley. What do you got? Well, there was a lot to pick from this weekend. A lot of big stuff happening with indoor state championships going on. And my favorite thing I saw this weekend has to be this just epic 400 meters at the, the PTFCA indoor championships. And I think we have a video here that we're going to pull up of that race. A day Lloyd. A day Lloyd. He's racing against some big names in the boys 400 in Pennsylvania, including Jaden Horton Mims. He comes back all the way from about third place to take the win in 47-41. I think we have this race here now if we can potentially get it up here. The runner goes out and stakes a claim on it originally uh, isn't even the guy who wins. Exactly. He changes this race entirely, though, for Jaden Horton-Mims. Yes. It reminds me of what we saw at New Balance National Indoors last year with Quincy Wilson, right? Like, yep. the, the two front runners were going at it, and then all of a sudden, here comes Quincy the last 50 meters and was able to take the win, and Day Lloyd just handled business. Had that not happened to Horton Mims, do you think it's his race? Like, I, I almost feel like he was pressured so much in the first 200 meters trying to fight for his position that he kind of depleted himself of the energy he needed to finish. Yeah, he probably didn't even realize that, hey, this guy is coming back all the way from third and knocking him down. Really impressive there. I mean, Lloyd had never even broken 48 seconds before in the 400, so for him to go 47-41 there, I mean, that's a huge, huge race for him there. Really exciting. And one other thing, too, Jaden was pretty much in lane two that whole second lap, so he ran further technically on paper, so... 
Yeah, it's tough rain that 400 indoors. <laughs> I, I think that's that's a great race, though. You can walk away from that saying, like, okay, a lot of unknown circumstances affected me. Yeah. Like, that's, yep. you know, I wouldn't say that's his fault. Like, I think that's one of those races where it's like sometimes you go through those, right? Uh, the interesting part is is, is a day is from uh, Bryn Mawr, Harrington, which is like 15 miles from Imhotep Charter. So these guys are, like, basically, like, rivals all there in the Philadelphia region. Um, really great race there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really solid. Olivia, I think your your girl also oh, showed out. Oh, my girl. My girl showed out this weekend. Y'all know I'm a huge fan of the Coopers. Elise Cooper ran the number six all-time performance in that 300 meters at the Ocean Breeze Elite Invitational. What I was really impressed with Elise is she has just been – we've known her since she was a freshman, and she's always been someone that has been rewriting the record books, moving herself, moving herself up on that all-time list. I know during this season, like, I feel like she's just been trying to, like, really push herself to that next level. There's a loaded amount of girls in the sprints. You have Adeja Hodge, you have Mia Brahe Pedersen, Brianna Selby, the names goes on, but Elise always happens to be right there in the mix. So she ran a U.S. number two time of 37.32, which surpasses Sydney Sutton's 37.39, which she ran last year representing the Bullet School. So I was just really impressed with where Elise is right now in her season. She's gone 38.44, 38.08, 38.94, and then drops this 37.32. She also won the 60 where she went 7.44, and she set a lifetime best in the prelims with a 7.41. So you already know what I'm going to say. As we move into these championship parts of the season and we start seeing these time drops, you know something big is about to happen. So I think Elise Cooper is in a really great spot right now. Any other thoughts on Elise, Ashley? I mean, we know. I think she's been a stud in our eyes for a very long time. Um, so I think this is just like Olivia said, if she's dropping these, you know, all time marks and it's February, almost March in time for national season, that's a good sign for her. Yeah. And one more thing I wanted to add too. I mean, even if she doesn't end up winning a national title, um, that's okay. Like yes, yeah. it's, I think we often talk about athletes and it's like the stakes are like you win or you don't like, right. but the reality is she is carving herself out a footprint in Maryland yes. uh, mm-hmm. as one of the best athletes to ever come out. You're also one of them, Olivia, <laughs> but I mean, I think that's a good place to be. Oh, absolutely. Like, you are, are, are well-coveted. Like, you're going to have your opportunity down the line in college, wherever you want to go, but doing a great job there. So, props to her. Third and final, Malachi James of Burlington City, New Jersey. I, um, Him and uh, his father and I are friends on Facebook, and he often posts about Malachi's, you know, pursuits in football and, and track. And this weekend, he had a great, great performance at the Ocean Breeze Elite Invitational um, seven six point six seven one in the sixty. That is U.S. number four right now in the nation, and that is an incredible time. This is coming off just one of our hot takes recently. Who's going to win the sixty at the national level? He wasn't in the conversation. Maybe he now enters it with that six seven one. Um, he won a fifty five title the week before at uh, New Jersey's group uh, championships in six three zero. So I really do think he's like on track to maybe do something. Um, you know, at, at that big stage, he's going to Nike. You know, getting to that six six level takes a little something a little different. And his dad did say, like I, I DM'd him on, on Facebook and I was like, Great job. And he replied and said, just little little things. Gotta work on the little things to get a little bit better. And that's what right. you always work on. Anything else from Malachi before yeah. we move on? I think you did a great job and I love how you kinda use that pun getting back on track. But I think it's just great how Malachi is just being really persistent. And I feel like, you know, the, the little things is what matters, especially in that sprint. So once you get those nailed down, the faster you're just going to go. Yeah. 
Yeah. 6-7-1's legit. That puts it, him in yeah, that conversation for legit. sure, I think. It is very legit. I think 6-6's six will probably win us at, at Nationals unless we get something superior and we get maybe a national record. All right, we're going to go into Nationals now, and let's stick on the 60, but on the girls' side. Uh, you know, obviously there's two big events coming up next week. It's it's New Balance and Nike. We're going to stick with New Balance and some of the athletes we believe are already going to be there. Who's going to win at this 60-meter di- distance? We've got Adesia Hodge, Avery Lewis. Brianna Selby, the returning national champion, Elise Cooper, who we just spoke about, and Mackenzie Travis. You know, we'll, we'll see if she goes, but we think she's going to be there. Of those five, who are we thinking? Olivia. For me, I'm a huge fan of Mackenzie Travis. Mm-hmm. The fact that this young, talented individual has just, I feel like, really rose to the occasion this indoor season. She's really put herself out there. So I'm telling everybody right now, do not sleep on Mackenzie Travis. And I feel like she's hit a really big personal best at Milrose at that meet. That's where she actually ran against Adeja Hodge just by just an hair lost that race. She went seven twenty six against a loaded field. And I feel like she has showcased even from the VA showcase where she just put out a really great time. Milrose face against Adeja. Like she knows how to handle pressure. She's going to be a gamecock next year, but I feel like if she doesn't win, then my vote is going to go for Adeja Hodge. I just feel like right now with Adeja, she's been kind of up and down on the map, especially like in the short sprints. Like there, she's gone. There's seven a reason two. for that. Though. I know. I, yeah. I was getting to that, like yeah. saying she's probably training through things, but I feel like for Mackenzie, she's really just elevated herself and put herself in big situations and really a show out like at Milrose she was beating Adesia out of the blocks like she right. was gone Adesia had to play catch up um so you can't skip out on those block starts and so I feel like Mackenzie Travis is my pick going into New Balance if she goes I think Adesia races up to the moment mm-hmm. so it dependent on on stage and that's yep. why where, where you see her run really well it's mm-hmm. stages Ashley where do you have that's kind of how I agree like yes I think Mackenzie Travis is such a great star but Deja's beaten her every time already this season. And even though you would maybe could argue that Deja hasn't had maybe her best season, like what maybe we expect, you know, coming out of the blocks and stuff in a 60, she still is unbeaten in that. I mean, she's run 724 and 725, one mil rows. Like, and like you said too, like we saw what she did at New Balance Nationals last year when she was on, on that stage in that 200. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, something even, you know, really big happen again when she gets on that New Balance stage. Um, so I, I have to go with the Deja there. However, I will throw out a sleeper pick. Avery Lewis. Mm. She looked really strong this weekend at her indoor championships. I think she kind of had a slower start to the season in the 60, but then I believe she ran, was what was it, 726 in mm-hmm. the 60 this weekend yeah. at um, at Pennsylvania State Indoors, which, I mean, that's that's no joke right yep. there. I mean, she's always flying out of the blocks there. The, the only, I think, uh, drawback for her and, and Hodge is that your, your weekend is going to be really busy. Yeah. Yes. Last year, Hodge only ran the prelims. She did not run the final. Uh, Avery, I think, had the long jump for sure. I don't yes. know if she ran a 200 too, though. But that, that's kind of, I think, what contributes to maybe the not 100% all-in focus for, for the 60, which allowed Brianna Selby to win it last year in sure. 7-3-0. Um, so I, I wouldn't also not... Uh, you know, miss her from the debate because Brianna Selby's yes. had a good season. I agree. But I'm pretty much all in on Hodge um, because I feel like she's zoning in on the 60. Mm-hmm. She's only run the 200 once. She's run the, the 400 twice. It feels like the focus is on the 60 this year because why run the 200? Like, what else do you have to do? Exactly. You know, she already did that. You don't need that. to run that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I could see her going after the national record of 716. And 
We've talked about it before. Just, you know, even if you get out of the blocks, you know, not the first girl, you can make up for it. Um, we've seen it time and time again, and she has the most outright top end speed than anyone that I, I would foresee being in this field. So I honestly think she goes after the national record of 716 and puts it down. Interesting. It's, it's there spicy. for a year, and then it's That's and then very it's out. spicy. It's done. I like very it. Spicy. I like it. I feel I, I'd like, be down for it. <laughs> I feel like with the loaded field, it's definitely possible yeah. for that to happen. Yeah. I like Travis, though, too. I mean, I think she's had a great year. She's put a name, her name on the map. Let's move to the boys' mile at New Balance Nationals. That looks like the best mile over that, that weekend coming up because you have the likes of JoJo Jordan, Clay Shively, Drew Griffith, Adam Burleson, it looks like, TJ Hansen, it looks like, Josiah Tossenson, most likely. Boys' mile, where do we see this race going at nationals, Ashley. I mean, at this point in the season, JoJo Jordan hasn't given me any reason to to doubt him in this sort of race. You know, I feel like after he's he's the only boy this season that's gone under four minutes in the mile. He ran three fifty nine eighty seven at the New Balance Grand Prix earlier this season, and he beat all these guys, most of these guys in this list already in at New Balance. And you know, he's one where we saw obviously we saw him win NXN in that really kind of upset finish there. But ever since then, he's shown me like time and time again, like, hey, this guy like means business. Like he is legit. And even at that mile distance where I wasn't sure what kind of foot speed he was going to have. I mean, he went sub four indoors. Um, so at this point, that's that's I can't bet against him. So hard to at this point. Yeah. yeah. Olivia, but are you or not? Are you going to bet against them? I think I'm going to bet against JoJo Jordan. I'm a huge fan. Hear me out. I'm a huge fan of JoJo. I think, as Ashley mentioned, has gone sub four minutes in the mile. He's he's the number one athlete at this distance. However, I'm kind of leading towards Drew Griffith right now. I was really impressed with what he did at his state championships. Obviously, as Ashley mentioned, like Drew was part of that race at the New Bounds Grand Prix, did finish second to JoJo Jordan. But right now, he went 402.19 by himself. The next person was Ryan Pajak, who went 410. So he essentially had to go 402 by himself. Just imagine if there's a little bit more pressure, what we can see from Drew Griffith. So I feel like he's ready to put something big together at New Balance. That's just my my take right there. Two 402s on the season is no joke. Yeah, No denying either of them. And with JoJo, I think one of the, the biggest pluses on his side is his confidence level. Yes. I saw it simplot, you know, I saw a reel out there where he was literally like trying to get the, the crowd into the last lap. Like, <laughs> I love let's, it. Let's go. JoJo's for me has become the best miler on the yep. season, but that also to me does not guarantee you a victory because I'm gonna go third option here, Clay Shively. Talked about him earlier. I like that. Weeks back. Yeah. Clay I mean, Clay Shively went from 404 at that New Balance Grand Prix, which was a good performance. Yeah. The very next week, he goes to Boston back there, and he runs four flat yeah. against Collegians. He's ready to to run a, a good race. Now, it doesn't have to be his best race. He just has to win the race. And, yeah. you know, looking at the records from um, recent years, I mean, this race doesn't go that fast. I mean, in last two years, it's gone 402 and 403, which is the fastest it's ever been. But that being said, all these guys can be in that area, that level. Like Drew Griffith can run that. Jordan can run that. Shively can run that. Um, Adam Burleson, I think, is in the conversation yeah. to run that. I th- so I think it will be a very competitive race. Who will pull away? I want to give it to Clay because I think it's his time. I think it's his moment. Um, and I think this is where you got to take it. Like that New Balance Nationals, you were the first junior in that race last year. You're the, you're the best one coming back. 
Now, obviously, Jordan wasn't even in the conversation last year, but Shively's got something to turn into, I think, in this performance. I like so. that pick. I I'm like going, that pick, too. He has some good foot spicy. speed. Mm-hmm. This race is going to be spicy. Spi- it'll be spicy. I cannot wait. Last day, too, so both of y'all will oh, be yes, there. Oh, yes, you get so. to see it. I'm so excited. So yeah, excited. that'll be great stuff. All right, now to our uh, fun segment that we have all been looking forward to. Uh, the Oscars are coming up on March 10th, and... Well, the Oscars presents a great convergence of Hollywood and track and field because obviously NCAAs is also going on that same weekend. Uh, so we had this argument in the office on Monday. Who is the fastest actor or actress right now in Hollywood at 400 meters? I put out a tweet you know, over the weekend and it got some, some dialogue there. But now we're going to dive more into this. Who is the fastest actor or actress? Michael B. Jordan, option. Chris Evans, option. Jake Gyllenhaal. Tom Cruise, Matthew McConaughey, The Rock, Emily Blunt, Gal Gadot, and we'll talk about him later, but Trevante Rhodes. Ashley, I know we, we've put some some polls up. Well, what Can you, can yeah, you break okay, down the polls look. right now? Okay, so we put a poll on Twitter and Instagram. The Twitter poll has 85 votes. We only just put it up, like, right before the show. Leading the way is Michael B. Jordan with wow. 67% of the vote. Who's next? Best Next, though, Trevante Rhodes at 16.5%. But we do have some replies. I see a picture here of Trevante Rhodes in his UT <laughs> uniform from way back in the day. 10-33-2077. That's what the, the tweet says. So I guess those are his PRs from... Yep. from He's very a, fast at 200. Yeah. But he didn't... He only ran 4 by 4s at the college level. He never ran an open 4 from what I could gather. What's the argument for Michael B. Jordan, Olivia? It's Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> need, I say, <laughs> need I say more? Like, I just feel like watching him through Creed, just, I feel like that man could put a 400-meter solid time together, give or take maybe 47, 5. Goodness gracious. Yeah, no. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I feel no. like he could. All right, we have a still from the, the montage of, of Michael B. during Creed 1. What okay. are your thoughts on this? What Foot strike. <laughs> you have the heel strike. You, yeah. You mentioned that earlier. Yeah. I see it. But it also, I have a hot take. I don't know if that is Michael B. Jordan. I it could. Know. It might it be. It may not be. It might be. But. So you say 47.5. I don't know. I think 48 is more reasonable. I think somebody pushed back on 48 when I mentioned it uh, online. I said 47 or 48 myself originally. But you said for who? For Michael. I said originally I put that out there, and I got some pushback on it because he's like, you know, all of us are in this space where we see it so consistently. Consistently that we're like, ah, oh, that's It like- becomes normalized. Yeah, yeah that's true. In the reality, it's, it's, it's super rare. And I looked at it, 48... Uh, is very very special but it's not rare it's like running a sub three marathon very special but not rare because a lot of people do it yeah so i think 48 is doable i think you know for the very best athlete do you think michael b jordan can run a 48 maybe he could run a four i'm gonna say 49 49 if he you know put some work in i feel like he could run a 49 okay what but- i oh go go ahead ashley go ahead I just – I don't know. Like, I, I – I, he was my pick. I think he's the fastest of the group that we if, – if we put them all in a 400, Michael B. Jordan is definitely winning this. Well, until we put Geronte Rhodes in there, but I know that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but I will throw this out there because I did my research. Okay. And I started digging into a lot of these actors and to see if they actually run or anything. Jake Gyllenhaal, 
Here's what he did to train for Southpaw, which is a it's a boxing movie. Mm-hmm. He ran eight miles a day, did a thousand to two thousand sit-ups a day, one to two hours of boxing training a day, and then an hour of core. An hour? How- oh, <laughs> supposedly. Gosh. I don't know if that's true. That's spending like five hours a day on training, which is crazy. I love the life you live for that. Exactly. Jake. That's an amazing life. Yeah. So like maybe if he's like just as dedicated to try to win a 400, like a celebrity 400, he would go like all in. So what's your time for Jake in the 400, mm. hypothetically? Maybe he could get down to like a, like a 53, 52. I, I was thinking 53 yeah. as well. Are you right there? I'm right there. Okay. I think we got to talk about Tom very briefly. If yes. by any small chance he's watching this on YouTube <laughs> right now, uh, Tom, we, we love you in your movies. You run um, fantastically. We do have some <laughs> thoughts on this, though. This is a frame from one of his movies. What, yes. Olivia, break this down. What, what's the format? I don't right know. Well, goodness <laughs> gracious. First of all, where's the dry phase and the hand? Ugh, I don't know. Needs some work. It needs work. It needs some work. That is for sure. Okay. It needs work. I think Tom in his heyday could probably run a pretty decent mile. I would put him, be a miler. I yeah. put him at a miler. Yeah. 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 I would put him at a miler. So I could think he could break five, I would say. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I okay. agree. Yeah. I'd put him at a mile. My thing is, why is The Rock even in this conversation? <laughs> I'm sorry. So The Rock The Rock I don't see him running more than a played at the University of Miami. He was a football player, but like in high school he was fit. Like he he was a fit athlete. I think he could run a solid I think right now my brain automatically can... went to like if they were to toe the line right now. Okay. I'm like the Rock is not running more than he would finish. Meters. I think he still would finish in 65, maybe faster. Yeah, you're probably right. I can, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think he could do that. <laughs> I would love to see this. And then uh, shout out to Emily Blunt because she's an amazing action star. Uh, great. I don't know if she runs that often. And then Gal Gadot did a lot of training for Wonder Woman. Um, ran a mm-hmm. lot. Obviously did a lot of core work and stuff like that. Um, and then. Our Austin guy, Matthew McConaughey, he's just an athlete, so you got to put him in there too. Um, my pick was Chris Evans uh, from, uh, what is it, superhero, Captain America? Yeah, Captain America. Chris has just been an athlete all his life, and I feel like if you put him in this group, I'm picking Chris Evans over Michael B. Jordan. Like, Interesting. Hands down. Hmm. Wow. But hands down. More on Trevante Rhodes. Ran at the University of Texas. He's currently in a movie on Netflix, Mea Culpa, and he – was part of the Oscar-winning Moonlight back in, like, 2016. But he was a legit, like, collegiate track and field athlete. Mm-hmm. 21 low, ran on the 4x4, ran a great 100. He was out of um, Elm Springs, Texas or something. So, I mean, if you, once you throw him in the conversation, it's like, well, he's totally winning us. Yeah, right? Okay, okay, yeah. fair enough. Okay, he wins. All right, so that's our conversation. <laughs> Who do you think the poll is still up for 24 hours, right? Yes. So go vote. Okay. We'll see how many votes we can get. And maybe Michael wins it uh, in the final stretch here. We're going to move on to the uh, NJSIA Meet of Champions this weekend at the Bubble in Tom's River. It's the culminating meet in New Jersey. It's indoor season. And the top race of the weekend has got to go to the girls' 1,600 meters, which will feature Paige Shepard, Emma Zawatsky, and Julia Scarduto, who are all under 454 seed times. Who wins this race and why? Ashley, I want to start with you. See, I I could have gone in different ways with this, but I decided to go like the the safe route. And I'll pick Emma Zawatsky here, right? She she's experienced, she's a senior, she's won this race before. And I mean she's gone four forty five in the mile this season, which is one of the fastest times ever recorded by a New Jersey 
female in that distance. And most recently, she ran 454 at Milrose. Again, she's been pretty consistent in terms of being one of that top distance girl in New Jersey over the past couple of years. Um, she won this race last year in 449. So I could definitely expect her to defend her title because, again, she's experienced. She knows how to race in these championship races. I could have gone the other way and said Paige Shepard because yeah. she has nothing to lose and she's yeah. just a freshman and she's a stud. But I'll take Emma Zawatsky here. Okay. That was in your heart. Yeah. That's the answer in your heart. Okay. Sure. All right. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm going with the safe answer. So I'm like, okay. okay. I can't. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way, I guess. If yeah. That's what I'm trying to I'm say. I'm kind of in that same boat as yeah. Ashley. I feel like this is going to be an interesting race to see. Yeah. Agree with Ashley. Like, you can't knock Emma Zawatsky for what she's done already this year. 445, as Ashley mentioned, at BU. And she did that against a college and professional field, so she definitely got pushed. She's also going to be doubling in that 3,200 meters. Right. So I'm like, okay, yeah. that gets interesting. But then I also look at Paige. Mm-hmm. Ashley said she has nothing to lose. She's a mm-hmm. freshman. Might maybe not have that experience, but we know that Paige has experience running at such high intensity races mm-hmm. and she's already gone 450 this year and she's going to be doubling in that 800. So my brain automatically thinks, okay, Paige is kind of on that speedy side of it versus Emma who has that 32 in that 1600 meters kind of on the strength side. So if I was to make this decision right now, I'm going with the young star Paige. So that's my pick. So I watched the two races, most recent races we have for Paige Shepard um, last night. And my takeaway is that if she's within 50 meters of anyone in the final lap here, she's winning outright, like straight up, no hands, like hands down. Her race in January at the Union County Championships, she was cruising until the final, she was cruising with teammates. And then the final 200 meters comes and she literally just flies away. She flies away. She ran 30 seconds on the last lap out of nowhere and finishes in like 458 group championships. She cruises. Julia Scarduto comes up on her and she, she wins. She wins the race. She does what she needs to do. So she hasn't really been tested all that much. Um, she did run 450 on January 28th and she was fresh there. So I think she's capable of running faster than what she has. But um, I would be worried if I was Sawatsky because if she's anywhere near you, she's going to win because, like, she saves it for the back end of that race. So I will switch up on what I said last, last week with St. John Kletter and um, Sizlak. Uh, and I do think Sawatsky has to push away from her early on to create separation because you can't beat her in the final yeah. lap, even the final two laps, she's just got too much on you. So I don't, yeah. I would be curious what she does. I'm really yeah. like, what would you say? What would be the strategy with Sawatsky? If you were yeah, racing yeah, Shepard, who's done that? Yeah. I feel like you, you have to push early, maybe with 800 out even, or just, you, you got to get away, put so much separation that when it comes down to those final two laps, yeah. she, it's just too much room to, yeah. to make up. And then I think Olivia also made the good point too. Like, so Paige is also entered in that 800. Like, is she, I feel like that's maybe more of her primary event. Like, will she try to focus more on that and like maybe different tactics for the 1600? And then um, Emma Zawatsky, obviously she has the 3200 later too. So that could also play a factor, maybe yeah. how this race plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in the 16, if you put pressure on her early and you really kind of force her to hone in on her fitness, like far earlier than she anticipates, Maybe at the end of the race, she doesn't have as much left. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then you kind of take her out of her zone and she gets fatigued or something like that. Um, I, I think she can double back pretty easily, but she just hasn't really run the 1600 really like 
I don't know, like tight knit yet. Like she hasn't had that really like excellent race that mm-hmm. I feel like she can break 450. Like yeah. I really do. Oh, She's yeah. Yes. That talent. Me too. So you're taking Shepard. You're taking Zawatsky. I'm taking Shepard. Okay. We'll find out who we'll wins. Find out this weekend. <laughs> Live on Miles, but meet of champions in New yes. Jersey. We're going to move on to the New York State Indoor Championships, which takes place this weekend as well. Nearly 600 elite performances went down last year. A lot of seniors, though. So the question is this year, which athlete entering the state championships will get their first state title or is most likely to achieve that? Olivia. Yes, we had her on our show earlier this year, and I'm just so impressed with Carithia Griffith and what she's done from the Webster Schroeder School. This year she's been on a whole other level, and as we talked with her earlier on our show, uh, she's just more confident right now. She's in a completely different space than where she was in the past previous years, and I feel like that has truly made all the difference. I'm excited to see what she does in this triple jump. She went 43-3 huge jump for her number one in the country by nearly two feet (laughs) so she launched one out there and she's just like hey y'all I need y'all to try and catch me and so that puts her at number eight all time on the history books and the record is 44 six and three quarters of an inch which was back in 2007 but also she's qualified in the long jump she's won 19-9 there Um, at her state qualifier she went 18-8 so I feel like she is in a really really great position right now to give us something big and grab her first set of state titles. Looking for her first in the long jump. She did win the title last year in the triple jump, but um, let's see if she can get two of them this year. Ashley, who is it for you? I'll go with my guy, Ralph Johnson, the senior from Waverly High School. This guy, if you look at his progression throughout the entire season in that 55 meters, it's actually pretty impressive. I believe he started off the season like maybe close to 6'8", and now he's all the way down to 6'4'1", which was a big PR he said at the section four qualifiers just recently. So I feel like that just shows, you know, hey, he's like putting in the work. It's obviously reaping the rewards and he's never really competed a full indoor season in, in, in his high school career until this year. So if he's trying to go after that, that state title there, I think he could be the favorite. He's the fastest guy in New York this season at 55. It's a good pick. I know you and I both agree with Shutch Bank. You had him earlier from, yeah. from Nyack. The, the future Yaley. Mm. Future Yaley yeah. is going to go for the 1K title here. Uh, and he... Pretty much should be the favorite. He's won all six of his races this year. 229 personal best from December 20th. He ran at the Yale Track Classic, which is a big meet in January. State qualifier, 233. So he's in prime position to take a title in the 1K. And I think he does it. So that, that for me, I think would be Schutz Bank. A lot of non-traditional distances at the New York State Championships. I think they got the 600. The 1,000. I think so, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? It's like the Big 12. It's just... It's like the Big 12. Just awkward distances. I'm like, let's just be normal here. <laughs> let's, <laughs> it's all good. Let's just be normal here. We, you know, we got to change it up for Change indoors. it up a bit, yeah. All right. Uh, last but not least, we have the National Meet of the Week, which is the Texas A&M Blue Bonnet Invitational. For this segment, we are bringing in our esteemed... <laughs> Uh, co-worker William Grundy of uh, Mile Split Texas, Texas uh, Reign Supreme with Will uh, taking on that state here. Um, so the first question we we'll want to start off with with Blue Bonnet is team on a team side. How likely is it that we're going to see a a team Texas team champion come out of Blue Bonnet in May? And Will, I'm curious. Let's start with you here on on the teams. At Blue Bonnet, how likely is it that we could see a future Texas team champion at Blue Bonnet? 
Uh, to my overall team champion? Yeah, yes. In any classification in Texas. Uh, I think it's likely some of the favorite teams are going to be there. But before we get to that, I got to stop you guys. Olivia B. Jordan. I mean, Olivia Ekpone. Michael B. Jordan running 47 in the 400. Not happening. I mean, I don't care. Any of those people that you guys mentioned, I don't care how much cardio, how much core work you do. Anybody that runs over 200, which I, I know, Miss Ekpone, you're, you're great at the sprint. But they, you know that's too hard. It's not happening. I I'm sorry. Okay. Is running, Trevante is running 47. Trevante, yes. 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 I mean, speed, either you're born with it or you really have to work at it. You can't get speed. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's a that's a I'm hot sorry. take. Will weighs in. No, that's Will weighs in. Well, it's hard. You're, you're, Who do you know that has no. that would that, you have to have speed in you? Yes, but you can cultivate speed yes, over you time. Can. You you what? can all right, obviously you over need time. to have <laughs> I'm about to lose it. You need inherent speed, but you can <laughs> I'm about to lose it over here. <laughs> First of all, you can take all somebody the training who's very that raw doing. and you can build them into a very good sprinter, right? But they're not gonna start off like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're could, thespians. Not I'm not, I'm can not be saying thespian. anything that's like wrong. Not everybody could be a great a 47 quarter miler either. I'm just saying. But <laughs> back to the blue bonnet. <laughs> um, I, I I think Atascacita, humble Atascacita, let me get that right. Uh, they're um, a favorite for the team championship 6A, as is Duncanville. Those two teams will be there together. You can't um, discredit Katie Tompkins. Tompkins. They look really well. The Woodlands. They're going to have to go up against Duncanville at the regional meet. But, um, yeah, those teams definitely should be considered. That's the boys' team. On the girls' side, uh, you got to consider uh, Duncanville. They were they won last year. Um, Humble Summer Creek was second. They're both going to be here. They're going to be battling for it. Um, Lancaster, they're always in a mix in 5A. Um, yeah, so on both sides, they're, they're going to be loaded. So I'll, I'll toss this to, to you, Olivia. Umbel Atascacita and Duncanville on the boys' side. Yeah. You know, Will Will said it; those two are, are probably in line to at least compete for a team title. I think we all agree there. But um, what will we see preliminarily here at Blue Bonnet that will allow us to sort of get some some takeaways from that? Yeah, I know we're going to dive into the four by one a little bit later, but like Umbel Atascacita has just been a really strong team in Texas right now. Currently, the leaders in the four by one in the four by four. Then you throw in like you have athletes like Jelani Watkins who have the potential of doubling maybe he's a defending 200 meter champion but we've seen what he's doing in the 60 meters like Ashley and I had a front row center shot of him at Milrose and I'm like yeah this kid is ready to go um in the 60s so just imagine what he can do in a full 100 meters so I kind of leading toward Umbla Tassacita when it comes to that boys side potentially grabbing that that title but I'm also not going to forget Katie Tompkins in this mix as well you have Jaden Keys who will be in the hurdles so they're going to be able to score some points in other areas outside of those relays. And it's huge in Texas because they double it. Yeah. So that's why there's so much emphasis on the relays in mm. Texas is because why not just get, you know, the solid 20 instead of the 10 points? Yeah, but let's not act like Atascacita was even in the conversation until Watkins transferred there this year. They were 25th last year in 6A. Yeah, He makes a huge difference. Makes a huge difference, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Ashley? Yeah, he, he does, but I, I, I don't want to discredit the guys on that team. They have – Three guys who ran 47 in the 400 last year. They just their region is just in Houston. That's that's kind of tough. They have a guy 
who ran 153 in 800 last year. Yeah, he, he's he just ran in a tough recently. region in Houston. I think he ran that recently, too. He ran a 153 recently. Yeah, Jordan Parker. He's uncommitted, by the way. If anybody wants a 47, 152 guy, <laughs> hey, um, I'm, I'm just saying the, the kid can run. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they've they had this last year. They ran 40-point um, last year, 124, and 311 in the 4x4 four four last year. So, Jelani Watkins is going to boost what they already have. They have great hurdlers. Uh, they have a first-year coach, uh, first-year at Atascacita, should I say. Um, so interesting situation there. Okay, so uh, question then to a follow-up from that. I think the Texas State team title was 58 points last year in 6A. With all that being said by Will, does, does Atascacita run away with it with I mean, 70? I mean, I mean, think about it, right? Like what we just outlined there, yeah. like mm-hmm. – they're already – I mean, obviously, it's super early. It's only February. They're already the leaders in the 4 by one I believe the 4 by 4 You add, you know, Watkins into that mix. Mm-hmm. Who could win one and two, maybe? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then you have guys that can run 152 and the 800, and you have, a you know, obviously a really good 400 crew as well. Like, shoot, like, that's probably just – that's what you need right there. And, like, at that point, you're, you add up the points, and especially that doubles in the relays, like, you run away with it. Um, so I do like a task of to here, but I will say too, Duncanville's pretty deep. Uh, we've seen they were runner-ups last year, already really having a strong debut this year. So I agree, it could be could be interesting. Yeah, I, if Duncanville's listening right now, they're just like, <laughs> say less, say less, come on. Hey, well, I, 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 and I and I want to touch on that. You have a good point there, Corey. But uh, Jelani Watkins, uh, I believe he will run the 100 this year. Uh, one, two, so that will be, but so he would. Big, so Jelani, there's somebody would, in Dallas that has something to say, something about that, Mr. Jaden Finley. FYI, let's not forget. True. So, yeah, True. he's going to have a little bit to say about that 100, right? Right, but Jelani is a beast, and um, Duncanville is they're deep, they're deep. They want they just won their second 6A football title. Several of those dudes are on that four by one, it's not just their four by one, they're four by two, ran 124 already. Uh, 317 or 316 in a 4x4. So uh, they have depth, um, and they want they want to top that podium as well. They've been so close. The girls got it last year, so the boys definitely want a piece of that as well. So a lot of motivation uh, between two sides. They're in different regions. Uh, so a lot of, I guess, barriers to cross before you get there. Yeah. Or did you say Jelani is likely going to run four events then, potentially in that, that state qualifying? So the, two of the relays and then – one the two would he run four up to the state championship if he qualifies yeah yeah okay if if, if everything qualifies i mean and then you got to think about it he's going to lsu for football duncanville's top sprinter Jaden. i'm I'm gonna i think he's their top yeah Caden durham he's going to lsu as well so there's gonna be some bragging rights they want before they get to (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly they, they probably will be running anchor against one another well, that, that was the argument I also wanted to make here, too, because, you know, while Atascacita is currently one uh, in both the four by one, right, and the four by or four by four, I believe, Duncanville's five in the four by four and number three in the four by one. So they're, they're not like out of the, the equation right now. And you know, we know what can happen in races like anything can happen when you put fast teams against one another. They could very easily win 40 themselves. Caden Durham could win 10 in the 100. Like, they could score 50 off of one person, more or less, just like Atascacita can. So, so much could change in a heartbeat um, given the performances. So, I, I, I really do think this is the story in Texas for me. And I love the fact that it's Dallas versus Houston. Will, can you comment on that a little bit? Like, Dallas versus Houston, has it ever been this great? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, throughout history, I mean, if you want to go, you can go since they started running with the baton or they started track on senders. Dallas and Houston in anything, in everything, is always going to be something. Um, and the only thing that can stop them from going at each other is them going at someone else together. So, um, yeah, it's always going to be a thing. So, yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, let's finish out the show with a conversation on the 4 by one here at Blue Bonnet. Several sub-41 teams are going to make their entrance into an an awesome race uh, heading into the weekend. Um, Atascacita, Katie Tompkins, Duncanville, the Woodlands, Ridgepoint. Just how good will this event be on Friday and Saturday, Ashley? I mean, this is going to be freaking epic. I'm super excited for this race. As you mentioned, you have one, two, three, four, five teams in this race that have already run under 41 seconds. And again, it's only freaking February. I mean, that's that's crazy. You have a Tascacita that's run 40, 37, Katie Tompkins, 4062, Duncanville, 4066, the Woodlands, 4076, and Ridgepoint, 4085. I mean, you throw all those teams in there, it's going to come down likely to that last, you know, anchor leg where a lot of these, you know, guys that have star power for these teams are going to be going to be running and trying to win that title. I will say, so we do have some chat, uh, some chat action right now. I know exactly who this is. Julio Ramirez. <laughs> Julio, I see you. Julio. Says the winning time in this race, he thinks, is going to be 39.98. Thoughts? I, yeah, <laughs> I, I think somebody can run 39.98. Like, it's been done in recent years. The question is, can they break a national record? Um, which is, uh, Will, thoughts on here on, the, on a national 4 by one record uh, out of Texas, which has stood for so many years. I think it is 39 Seven six nineteen ninety eight. It stood for twenty six years now. Fort Worth Wyatt. Does that go down uh, in the four by one this year? I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> Thirty thirty nine seventy six is fast. A lot of people have. I mean, no one did it until nineteen ninety eight, and no one has done it since last year. Uh, we saw Fort Ben Marshall run thirty nine eighty. Uh, which is the second tie for the second fastest time. They did that in a qualifying meet. Uh, this is a t- so it takes it takes a long time to get there. They suffered injury in between that meet and the state meet, so they weren't able to try to take that down. Um, we've seen the year before Duncanville ran 39-90, I believe. I think that team could have broken a national record because they just had. I mean, Caden Durham was on first leg for Christ's sake, and then they had Pierre Gorey on anchor leg, but they had a bad handoff. So there are a lot of things that you have to get right. You can't just have speed, but you have to have four fast young men to be able to do that. And then technically you have to be sound on that day. They're going to have to be technically sound this weekend. But if you're talking about in Austin, when it's hot, the stands, you guys have been to the Texas State meet. It's packed. I mean, there's a lot of pressure. I've, I've never played high school football in Texas on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. But, I I mean, that's, that's a tough situation to be in mm-hmm. if you're a young man trying to run a national – I mean, just trying to run, period. So a lot of factors are going to take it into that. Um, they're going to have to go through a district round, an area round, and then a regional round where Atascacita and Katie Tompkins, Fort Bend Ridgepoint, um, Pearland, they've run 41-37, Katie, a lot of 41 teams. And then Duncanville has to go through DeSoto, who's right across the street from them just about. Um, the Woodlands are going to – so you're going to have to go through a gauntlet to make it there, and then you have to be perfect on that day. Okay, let's, let's bring it back to the weekend then, though. Olivia, sub 40, 
over the weekend? I definitely see that. Okay. Without a doubt. I'm just letting y'all know, Saturday at 11 a.m., it's going down. And the fact that Corey, uh, the fact that Ashley and I are going to be on the mic, I'm just saying. We, oh, no. Ashley, you know what happens. going to be out of her chair. You know what happens. Lose my voice. It's going to be a race. Like, this is the popcorn moment for me. This yeah. four by one. Ashley touched on it. Five teams under 41. I can see us going sub 40 in this race. The heat is going to be there at Texas A&M. And I kind of like Will's point of view, right? Like you have – it's so early. I don't know if we're going to see a national record go down at the Blue Bonnet Invitation. If that happens, I'm going to lose it. Like I'm going to be <laughs> – I'm going to be done. <laughs> I'm going to be up out of my chair. Hey, hey the field is going to be – I mean, it's going to be great. You're talking about the four teams or five teams who already run under 41. Yes. But DeSoto – who was a legendary program in this state, 41-26 already this year. Mm-hmm. Pearland, 41-37. 41-38 for Katie Randall. 41-42 Conroe. Grand Oaks, for, I mean, six or seven other teams trying to get in that final who have run 41 mid or, or faster. So you're going to have to be on your game. This is a, a significant year in Texas because the state meet is a week ahead of time. So these teams are running. I mean, we've never seen this many teams run under 41 seconds in February as we have this year. Duncanville's done it three times this year already. That's that's a feat. But they have to be ready by mid-April, maybe the first week of April, or you won't make it to that next round. So this is going to be a lot of pressure. These, this is going to be a test. I mean, you can throw the pressure away. If you make it, you make it. If you win, you win. If you don't, you don't. There, There's no consequence there yet. But it's, it's going to be a test. And to do it at Texas A&M, E.B. Cushing, this is a great track. This is a great facility. Um, it's going to get your popcorn ready. But before that, I don't want to overlook the girls. I mean, we're talking a lot about the boys. These girls, there are four teams who have already run under 46 seconds. You Duncanville girls, they run 45-2. Lancaster girls, who I think Olivia may know the head coach now pretty well, the future mm-hmm. steward, they run 45-6. Uh, Shadow Creek, 45 Humble Creek, I mean, Summer Creek 45. So there's going to be a prequel to this boys' race. You're not going to want to miss either one of them. Yeah, that those two races will be the ones to watch this yes. weekend. Uh, the stream's going to be live on Miles, but so make sure to tune into all that stuff uh, as it goes on this weekend. Will, I want to thank you for coming into the show today. And obviously, we're all going to be out there at College Station this weekend. So uh, we will chat soon, okay? Take care. All right. Thanks, Will. Um, well, anything else from Blue Bonnet before we leave for the day? I'm just so excited. I'm so pumped. I know it's like my second home, but like there's just so much competition from the jumps, the sprints, the hundred meter, the boys hundred meters. Mm-hmm. I know we're all kind of looking forward to. There's gonna be a lot of great races and events going on in College Station. So make sure you go out and watch it. It's gonna be awesome. I mean, I've, I think I've said this before. I've since moving to Texas and seeing high school track in Texas, like nothing beats it, I think. So like I'm I'm really excited. Yeah. It will be the return to the Texas AM Blue Bonnet Invitational. It first debuted in twenty twenty two. It's coming back twenty twenty four. It's gonna be a blast. Again, stay tuned for it on Miles, but we'll have all that. This has been the show today. Uh, we will be back next week to talk everything that happened over the weekend, a lot of state championships, and then we'll preview nationals coming up. So stay tuned. We will see you soon. Later. <laughs>